0: So let's get into the word of God on today. Amen. 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 Okay, so on last week, we're gonna pick up from where we left off on last week. I've got a lot to talk about today. (laughs) And I hope to do it with some clarity and some um, um, passion. Primarily because it is a sticky topic. It is something that no one enjoys. Every aspect of this message is a point that no one enjoys discussing. I know. It's worse than the money. You know, we, the Black Church wouldn't trick y'all to talk about money because we could also talk about what you could get. So then, so then, you don't really mind talking about money when it's also about how it's gonna level you up. <laughs> Does that make sense? So we, we found a wonderful reach around for that so people could take the finance talk better. But you remember when the, before, they had them kind of conversations when you had to talk about money, everybody got tense in church. But then they started talking about how you could get stuff. Then it was like, you know what? Yes, finances. So <laughs> y'all don't be watching the major shifts within the body of Christ and, and, and the modern entity that is happening, but I watch these things, you know. I've been doing this for a lot longer than most of you uh, and then, yeah, most of y'all been saved, amen. <laughs> so this is all I've done is observe. Uh, but these particular topics that we're going to look at today, no one enjoys them, no one likes them, and it's like five of them back to back to back in the same uh, section or swatch of verses, and it's just relentless in um, the massacre that it gives the believer, amen. amen. So let's get into it. <laughs> I would love to finish Hebrews today but I don't think nope I don't think that I will Um, but oh how I wanted to yeah I understand I really I wanted to be able to uh, have the freedom of resurrection Sunday um, to just say whatever I wanted to say in Jesus name But when we get into a series that is instituted by Christ, I believe that that is paramount, that it is something about what he wants to say that is specifically timed. And so I like to honor that. You know, I would have taken Sundays off. There's a very long stretch of Sundays for me. I would have took many of those off had I known, um, but I didn't. Does that make sense? Primarily because I wanted to stay true to the series. Yeah. Amen? Amen? all right so uh, we left off on last week in Hebrews chapter 11 somewhere around verse 38 do you guys remember that Hebrews 11 verse 38 still discussing uh, understanding the order of Melchizedek this priestly order that we are discussing and looking at understanding how and what because we're called to be royal priests as New Testament believers and what does that mean are we priests like the Levite excuse me uh, and we find out that that is not true we're not called to be Levitical priests we're not called to be after the order of Aaron all right um, but we are called to be after the order of uh, the priest Melchizedek all right who operated as both priest prophet and king and Christ who is a priest after that order is operates in those three offices as well Uh, prophet priest sacrifice (laughs) he offered a sacrifice uh, of his own body so that fulfilled the priest part the prophet part definitely he is the Word of God made flesh and then he will return as the king, the Messiah himself. So we see all of those offices united under the, um, the, 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 uh, the banner of Christ and um, who he is. Amen? Amen. So in understanding what he was here to do and what he is doing and what he's going to do, now we have to figure out what are we supposed to be doing. And everybody understands prophecy, but nobody wants to talk about priesthood. Priesthood is an area where you have to serve and you serve God. And then you serve others in assisting them to get to God now I don't know if you know this but my job involves assisting people to get to God it's from from unbelieving to believing from believers to glory it's it's it's, it's a perpetual process of helping people get to God Amen. and um, uh, so when it comes to serving people in that aspect I, I know a little bit about this okay um, so a lot of the things that go with what is what we have what we see in Scripture has been lived, tried and tested. Does that make sense? An understanding of what goes on in these pages becomes very true and clear. Amen. Amen. So um, uh, at verse thirty-eight of chapter eleven of Hebrews, it reads. Let's let's back up to thirty-seven. Nope, nope. Let's go all the way up. We, we left off at a verse before then, didn't we? Verse, we really covered the text of uh, verse 30. By faith, the walls of Jericho fell down. They were encircled for seven days. By faith, the harlot Rahab did not perish with those who did not believe when she had received the, spy, uh, the spies with peace. And that what more shall I say? For the time would fail to tell of Gideon and Barak and Samson and Jephthah, or Jephthah, also of David and Samuel and the prophets who, uh, through faith, subdued kingdoms, worked righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions, quenched the violence of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, out of weakness were made strong, became valiant in battle, turned to flight the armies of the aliens. Stop right there. So last week we ran down a list um, that Paul gives in in Hebrews of those that walk by faith. And this list was kind of squished together, and each pair— went together for some reason, and we looked at that on last week, um, where you see a combination of those who walk by faith that had their position and their actions mingled with their own debased humanity. And then you had those who walk by faith that were specifically called, directed, and led by God himself. And it seemed as if the way they handled what God wanted them to do was pretty spotless. It was God-centered, God-ordained, and it really didn't generate from them. Whereas they were paired beside someone who came before them that really had the same desire, but it came from self. And that's what we looked at on last week. Do you guys remember that? The pattern and the dichotomy between these individuals uh, that were listed, uh, Rahab, and then you have Samson and Jephthah, uh, Gideon and Barak, David and Samuel, and these are related in that manner. Um, where ultimately we get to the end and we find that when it comes to King David, the greatest king that ever lived for the children of Israel, um, it was seen how it wasn't so much that people rejected Saul or that God rejected Saul because Saul was also selected by the people, but rather the need for a king in Saul was the people of God rejecting God himself. And so when they uh, found a king that appeased them, Eventually, they found that that didn't work. And so then God set a king that was after his own heart. That pattern we also saw with Barak and Gideon. And then we also saw the same thing with Samson and Jephthah. All right. Uh, This constant, uh, there's a desire in man uh, for something that is right, something that is good. And the methods that we use to find these right things and to go in that direction is not so good, not so right and we get stuck in between desiring something that is good and right with the only way that we know how to get it and then to find that the only way we know how to get it is wrong Uh y'all don't want to play fair with me today hello somebody I know I know what I want and I know that at the core what I want is not ungodly but the only way I know how to get it seems to push me down paths <clears throat> that are not of God. Amen. That was last week. I don't know if y'all ever, that was That was last week. <laughs> that was the theme for last week. <laughs> this sounds new. It is not. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> it's okay. We'll touch on it again today. <laughs> But these paths that we're choosing takes us um, in, in a way that we can look at it and go, this can't be right. But God help me cause I don't know what else to do. God help me cause I don't know how to fix it. God help me cause I can't get rid of it. God help me cause I can't stop myself. God. And so all of this and when God does decide to help you and he does, it's when he decides according to his timing and his plan. And then we find it has absolutely nothing to do with your request. But rather, the, the revealing of this in your heart prophetically points to what God wants to do. But when he does it, it's not about you. And we get confused about thinking when he does it, it was always about us. That the crying out for God is somehow about our suffering. The crying out is because we identify what he wants to do. Hello, somebody. I identify what God wants to do. And so I cry out, come Lord Jesus, come. I see what you want to do. This desire that I have, even though I can't seem to make it pure, I can't seem to get it clean enough or accurate enough. I know it points to who you really are and what you're really about to do. And so the cry collectively of a nation or a generation reveals the people's hearts turning towards what God wants and now rejecting the methods and means that they had used in the process. Y'all, y'all don't, y'all don't want to, y'all don't want to really help me out today. Hello, somebody. Y'all be having understanding the scripture, but you really don't be understanding. Y'all be reading it every day, but you be reading it from self rather than reading it from God's perspective. The cry, I'll try to say it again. The cry of the people is not so much a cry about their suffering in as much as it is a cry in revealing the heart and nature of what God wants to do. I'm crying out because I see plainly that this is what you want to do and the people the hearts of the people are then turning and rejecting what methods they've been using to attain this and their hearts turn towards god and say you oh god you oh god you oh god only And in that turning, then we see the David show up. And in that turning, then we see the Gideon show up. And in that turning, then we see the Samson show up. That's what happens in that turning. And most people think the crying is just because you're so pathetic, because you're so hurt, because you're so overwhelmed, because you're so sad. There's plenty of people crying out in hell right now that are not gonna go to heaven anytime soon. So the cry is not what motivates God. Hello? I don't. don't. The cry of your pain is not what motivates him. The children of Israel complained against Pharaoh for years. What motivated God when it was when they were crying was when he was ready to deliver. And now their cries collectively points to what God has always wanted to do. And now their cries are saying only you can deliver us. we're gonna look at that a little bit today and they still had a hard time all right (laughs) all right so um, so then the list goes on with with Jephthah and Samson and David and Samuel and it says who through faith they all these people uh, and the prophets who through faith subdued kingdoms Uh all right worked righteousness Mm -hmm. obtained promises stopped the mouths of lions quenched the violence of fire escaped the edge of the sword out of weakness were made strong became valiant in battle and turned to flight the armies of the aliens even women the weakest of the gender received their dead raised to life i mean the bible didn't say the weakest of the gender. i said that okay <laughs> uh, but even the helpless in essence received their dead brought back to life these are wonderful acts of faith. And when we think about faith, this is what we think about. We think about how God uses us to take down the enemy's camp, how God uses us to destroy the kingdom of darkness, how God uses us to raise people to health and wellness. Hello, somebody, how God uses us to raise up your finances, heal your body, cast out demons, walk on water. Hello, somebody. Oh God, this, this is what faith is about. Let's keep reading it's a lovely phrase here the latter part of verse 35 it says women received their dead raised to life then it says others were tortured what not accepting deliverance who that they might obtain a better resurrection still others had trial of mockings and scourgings yes and of chains and imprisonment they were stoned they were sawn in, sawn, uh, sawn in two, <laughs> were tempted, were slain with the sword. They were tempted. They were slain with the sword. They were tempted. They were slain with the sword. Hello, somebody. They were tempted. One, can you see this? Because that's relevant to you. And two, they were slain with the sword. The other woman got their dead back raised to life. The other people escaped. No, no, these people died. Tortured. Hello, somebody slain with the sword they wandered in sheepskins and goatskins being destitute afflicted tormented of whom the world was not worthy they wandered in deserts and mountains in dens and caves of the earth all these verse 39 says having obtained a good testimony through faith did not receive the promise stop stop right there there was a whole list of people that escaped the sword, that were healed, that had power and prowess in defending God, had the glory and honor of such wonderful accomplishments, had the glory of God seen in such a positive manner. And then there's this list. This is the same list of those who walk by faith. This is still listing those who live by faith. Y'all don't wanna be nice today. Y'all don't wanna help me preach. You don't wanna see truth and hello somebody it's very clear when it comes to God your success and your suffering are both acts of faith yeah he can get glory in two ways he can get glory in the positive outcome and he can get glory in how you positively stayed with him in your suffering you only see God getting the glory when he sends you your spouse but you don't see God getting the glory when he kept you in your singleness Y'all don't want to play fair today. Oh, it ain't no glory in me not getting married. It ain't no glory in nobody picking me. It ain't no glory in, uh, it ain't no glory if I don't get a chance to have sex. It ain't no glory if I don't get a chance to have children. You are missing out on what God defines as glory. And just like the married person got to say, I thank God that I found a spouse. You got to say, I thank God that he kept me. And when that is not felt, then it becomes obvious that this marriage thing has nothing to do with the will of God for your life and everything to do with your desires. That's why you can't move but in ways of flesh and in soul. And if I even attempt to tell you, why don't you think about a mate spiritually? Maybe God can miraculously bring someone to you. Miraculously, shouldn't I do something about it? Shouldn't I? And I just stop fussing with you. I just say, well, just go ahead and handle it however you want to handle it. Because I tell you, you can go one of two ways. You could go out here looking like a like a prostitute on the corner. Hey, are you for me? Hey, are you for me? Hey, are you for me? Are you for me? Are you for me? Or you could be back here in the cut. If you for me, then you're gonna have to find me. If you for me, you're gonna have to seek me out hello somebody but you see no glory in the ladder you see no glory in that but the world has convinced you that there's more glory in taking your destiny and your life into your own hands and so when it keeps leading to things that are unhealthy for your soul you are dumbfounded as to why how did how did how did it how did how did well what did the pastor tell you to do I mean she said I should do it like this but Then since she said what it was up to me, so this is what I decided to do when she said it was up to me. (laughs) See, when I say it out loud, it sounds foolish, doesn't it? What did the woman of God tell you to do? Hello? See, if, if you was barren and you came and said, oh, I can't have no children. And you came to the house of God and the man of God or the woman of God said, what you need to do is go do such and such and such and such. And you have been crying out. You would have went home and did such and such and such and such. But when you say, oh, pastor, I'm so upset because I ain't got no boyfriend. And I'm so upset because I ain't got no girlfriend. And you don't really say that because you know you sound stupid. But you start saying talking about how your life ain't really where it's supposed to be and how you ain't really accomplished the things that you thought you would have accomplished by now and all that really says is pastor I just feel bad that I ain't been picked by nobody so I humor you as if you said something of value Uh, like oh I understand no flawed individual picked you as another flawed individual to serve for the rest of your life oh shucks (laughs) so when the woman of God tells you you what she thinks you should do and the voice of God in her heart and in her mind—how you personally, individually, directly, and specifically should handle this matter—you then say, "But you said it was up to me. Yeah, I'ma choose not to do it that way." And you can't understand why you got Ishmaels popping up everywhere. Stuff, stuff you got to deal with for years on end. Hello, somebody. where you just wanted to just kick the whole child out. All right, God said, I can't handle it that way. Come on back. I'm just going to have to live with this. Where your heart is torn for a son that God is not going to give the promise to. And you can see that this decision is going to do nothing but bring division in the household of faith for years to come. But, oh, it was just, we just want to be friends. It was just so light and easy. Was it light and easy? Was it? And when the man of God or woman of God told you how to handle it, you didn't want to listen. You said, Well, you said I could choose. Yep, and this is what you came up with. The idea that you chose wrongly is an indictment against you. Not some new call to your freedom and liberties. Well, I'm prove it to you. Hello, somebody. Uh-huh. So for some reason we don't. For some, I told y'all every part, every part of this message is gonna hurt. Okay, just, just know I gotta get through this. It's all gonna hurt. Okay, but I have a specific time frame that the Lord is leading me on to finish this particular Hebrews. Okay, and since we've been on this rant, and and, and nothing's pay, nothing is pleasurable about this, primarily because the spirit that has been released in my church, you don't wanna let go of consistently, and permanently. You keep having in the recesses of your mind how this thing should still further be attached. Hello, somebody. So I have no choice but to keep dealing with it until you be like, I don't want no pa! Not even the slightest. Somebody even start talking that yip-yap. How you coming over here with that? I don't even got time you listen to that. <laughs> they putting that stuff in your back of your mind. You watch an Instagram clip. You be like, you know what? I ain't even. You're like, you know what? I just wanted to consider the other alternative here. You know, oh, we're going to keep doing that until you're like, <laughs> every time you get near it. So we can always see the glory in the, the walk of faith and conquering and taking dominion and establishing. but God still counts the glory when you endure. when you endure the pain and the suffering. And the going without and the lack hello somebody he still considers that a faithful walk like you mean to tell me you went how many years without sex I'm sure you didn't like that I'm sure it was not great and the fact that you counting it is an indicator of how much you didn't like it I've been doing this for such and such such and such. I've been faithful to God for such and such such and such. Everybody else seems to get paired up and I'm looking for such and such such and such. Hello? It must be my time. Is it? What makes you tell that? If it was your time, then they'd be here. Hello? If it was your time, they'd be here. I mean, that's the kind of marriage you want. See, I gotta put, I gotta, I gotta put something on this because y'all keep forgetting. You want a divinely inspired marriage. You want a marriage that has been ordained by don't nobody want, don't nobody want the 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 the, the Barack blessing they want the Gideon. Don't nobody want the Jephthah the blessing they want the Samson. Hello, somebody. Don't buy nobody want the Saul, they want the David. But you don't wanna move like the Davids, and you don't want to move like the Gideons, and you don't want to move like the Samson. You want some miraculous wife, but you want to be earthly in how you attain her with no faith. The woman of God said, this is what this, this is your course. What is it that you want from the father? This is your line. Walk it. Do I really have to walk that line? You ain't got to do nothing. But if you get some flim flam outcome, don't come crying to me, although you will. And I have to put you in marital counseling and try to keep this flim flam marriage afloat for the kids. Because you use flim flam methods expecting to get something holy and divine. Something that could sustain the test of time and, and something that the love songs was written about and, and something that, that the people at the last when they separate, do, this, do do death do us part, the people is crying. That was real love. You want that, but you got you think you're gonna get it with this lacklustre faith. And when somebody says, I need you to put something on that. I want to get mad. Well, put something on it. I am. I'm on the dating app. That ain't put. You got to seed after seed. Seed after seed. Every seed produces after its own kind. If you want God to send you something, then you better start looking to God. If you want the Internet to send you something, then look to the Internet. If you want the streets to send you something, then look to the streets. But every seed produces after its own kind with your silly self. People looking at me like, Pastor, I talked to you in confidence. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we talked about this. Why is your four coming down? <laughs> yeah, see, it was more than you. <laughs> right, so I just get tired of repeating the same thing individually. So I just say it collectively. <laughs> Even though they had no conversation, but secretly. It's yeah, spring and that summer, man. That stuffy. Hot girl summer just around the corner. <laughs> Amen. But we don't want to recognize that, and the only reason we cannot fathom that God wants to send us something, a promise, and fulfill a promise in us miraculously, is because in order to get it miraculously, it would require that we suffer physically. And so we start reasoning how we don't have to go through none of that hello somebody and we start come on now don't be honest then you start having to settle in what you really wanted God to do hello somebody maybe I don't really want that like I thought maybe that it really ain't for me maybe I just need to go about getting it this way maybe, maybe that's just sufficient hello somebody No, 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 fam keep that same energy keep that same energy just because it get hard don't mean you change It just further reveals that your whole method and what you got going on was flim flam from the beginning. But if you want it divinely, when I started this church, I said, I'm only starting this church if you, oh God, are with me. And at any given point, you are not with this endeavor. I am out. Point blank, period. When it comes to marriage, I'm 50-50. I think it's great. I think it's wonderful to have somebody in your side, on your corner, and you got your back, and blah, 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 blah. But I also know that people are human. And the only thing I really need is a perfect God that's got my back, a perfectly faithful God. Hello, somebody, a perfectly providing God, a perfectly protecting God, an ever-present God. When it really comes down, what I'm seeking for in the marriage is what I want perfectly from God. what I want to experience this ability to take all of my affections and, and put them in physical form. I have that with the father. That's why I serve in the church of God. Cause I can take all this love that I feel and affection, which is what women want to do and manifest it physically. But you only know one way with your flesh And then when your marriage gets all wicky wacky and and things in the flesh don't be working, you'll be like, well, what else do we have? You're supposed to have been a lot. You were supposed to have a lot more besides that. I wonder why you don't. Because you never learned how to serve God and that affection and that love and that passion to be physically manifested on earth through you in something that was not sexual. Nor was it ever satisfying enough. I'm preaching better y'all acting today. It didn't satisfy you enough. Well, should it satisfy your evil appetite? It reveals that you have an appetite that is not conducive with Christianity. It does not mean that you're supposed to further fill it. You don't want to be naked. You want to be further clothed. Just getting down to more debauchery. This is really what's in me. As long as I'm earnest about what I really want transparent about what I really want. Mm, you transparent and naked. Got all your flesh out here for everybody to see. And I don't mean physically, I mean spiritually. Self self serving and serving yourself and your own desires just further reveals how much of everything you do is about you. Where God wanted to clothe you to cover you to be fully covered. Duh. Hello let me move on I don't know why I got way over there let, let me let me come back let me come back but what we see in scripture in Hebrews is that these people that were tortured that were imprisoned that were slain by the sword all manners of vile things that they were listed of those who had lived by faith and when the first stop of the verse says and some rejected deliverance we'll set you free and you can remove all of this tragedy that's happening. If you would only change your ideology, change your belief and deny God. And they said, absolutely not. I'd rather, rather than you setting me free, I'd rather be free in God no matter what you do to my flesh. There's a better resurrection than what you are giving me. I, I got a better resurrection. One that is coming of the flesh, but more specifically, that have been raised to new life in Christ. So, this idea of you letting me go free in the earth to do what? <laughs> to go eat another meal? To go work at another hour's day, uh, eight hour job? knowing full well that I have displeased God, you're setting me free if I denounce Christ for what? That I could live another day knowing that I denounce God, knowing that I did not serve him, knowing that I let him down. That ain't no freedom in that. You are setting me free to my own demise. I want a better resurrection. I don't care what you do to this body, but you need to know for Christ I live and for Christ I die. Freedom I have with him goes with me everywhere I am. Me disobeying him ain't know nothing more. To you ain't doing nothing but setting a, a dead man out here walking. And some of you participate in things that are disobedient to the Father, trying to prop yourself up like you clean. What I really love is how you try to convince me. I be thinking, you think I can't tell that you're still dabbling in that? You think I can't see? And if I'm mere man and I can see it, Can you imagine what God is looking at that's on the inside of you? How you trying to perpetrate like you ain't doing that no more. And the whole time that thing is running on the inside of you, you ain't doing nothing but hurting yourself. Thinking you're fooling somebody. You fooling the wrong one. You fooling the one that was designed to help you stop fooling, period. You arguing with the wrong one. Hello? Mm-hmm. I ain't got no heaven in hell to put you in, but I can definitely help lead you out of producing fakeness. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. It's fake. You allow yourself to believe your best intentions when needed, knowing full well that there is darkness that creeps below the surface. And rather than coming to the forefront, black like, Pastor, look at this. Look at this. I know what you're going to say, but look at this. Well, you know I'm going to say it. This is horrible. What are you doing with this? But I know a God that can heal, restore, and forgive. So then we start the journey of that. Now you got a process of receiving that forgiveness and then walking therein. But you can't receive the forgiveness of God, then start walking back in your old ways picking it up anytime you want to because you're lonely because you got a little horny because it seemed like that person didn't want to be your friend no more now you're picking up your old ways okay let me move on let me just so the only reason that we cannot consider that God wants to bless us with a promise divinely is because we know that in order to get something divinely it could cause suffering, so we can't be listed as those who suffered in Christ, because we're too afraid of pain. Hello, I know pain is, pain is something else. It is, it is something else, and, and, and there is no way to get through pain, uh, other than just getting through it. You you understand? There's methods you can use that could take you off course. Ways to alleviate pain that could make your situation worse. And then there's ways that could, uh, that you could make it through pain, without any alleviation. You're gonna feel every ounce of this with no chaser. Right? And if that's the only way that could leave you better, then that's the way you should pick. Mm-hmm. Amen. Hello? Amen. So if you have to believe un- through the torturing, then you believe through the torturing. If you have to believe while in prison, then you believe while in prison and stop looking for somehow that a real faith meant that you wouldn't feel these things. Real faith means that even when you feel them, you're not changing who you know God to be and how you will live for God. The difference between those who were triumphant, In their walk of faith in terms of what was physically manifested through their lives and the difference between those who were not, didn't look triumphant was one thing. God made those triumphant and God did not make you triumphant, but the faith was the same. The faith was the same. The faith was the same. Y'all don't, y'all don't want to y'all don't want to help me. They had the same faith. The only difference in the outcome was God, his will. The only difference was his will. Danielle could believe, that I gotta use it on basic terms for y'all, something you could really use, okay? But please elevate this to a more spiritual plateau. Danielle could believe for a husband, hello somebody, and she stays quiet, hello, hello somebody, and, and she's just waits on God miraculously. She don't really be putting herself out in the corner like that, she ain't been on them dating apps, she's just believing God inwardly and trusting that whatever he wants for me is what, what I'ma have and I trust it, hello somebody. Now I do the same thing, I ain't out there putting myself on. On the corner, I ain't out there, you know, trying to trying to snag somebody, trying to say, hey, look at it, look at that, look at that, you wanna call me, you wanna come, you come. And so I'm over here doing the same thing, right? Danielle gets married and I don't. Is there a problem with our faith? No. no. But your silly self will believe Satan that there was a problem with your method. How is trusting only God ever been a problem with your method? How is only trusting God ever been problematic with your method? How is only trusting God ever been problematic? Yeah. But Satan will deceive you. to can change every aspect of your walk. Because you think that somehow the faith was different. So when I die single, I die single knowing that I trusted God. When she dies married, she dies married knowing that she trusted God. If I never get sent a spouse, it had nothing to do with my faith that God could not send me a spouse. And I'm not changing how I preach. I'm not changing how I live. I'm not changing how I pray. I ain't changing none of that. I ain't got to put no jeans on a wall. I ain't got to have no vision board. I ain't got to. with it's for me, it's for me. And I will die trusting God. Yeah. Good. Good. This ain't going to keep tripping you up, and I'm about to show it to you. Let's keep going. I don't want to get ahead of myself. says all these having obtained a good testimony through faith. All who? Those who were victorious in their life, earthly life, and those who would seem to have got the bad or the short end of the stick. He said, all of them obtained a good testimony of faith those who died in the prison and those who were freed from the prison those that were slain by the sword and those that were resurrected to to life from being slain by the sword they all got a good testimony the single good testimony the married good testimony the poor Good testimony. The rich, good testimony. The free, good testimony. The slave, good testimony. The black, the white, the male, the female, they all died, good testimony. Whatever situation has become a dilemma for you. Why Why? Why is it like this for me? Because that's the will of God for you. But why? I don't know but he's no respecter of persons. Ain't like he loved his other person more. Hello, somebody. But could it be that he is trying to free you in a way y'all don't want to play fair today. There's freedom. There's a true freedom in surrendering to the, to the will of God there's an assurance of your faith when you know that you was going through hello somebody and it's all according to the will of God you get a pep in your step you get a little bit of joy in how you're moving you start feeling a little bit better I ain't even done nothing the oh, Satan must be mad God must be using me for his own glory look how Satan is fighting me look how there's resistance look how there's persecution look how the depression is coming look how the oppression is coming look how the bank account is draining oh God must be using. Using me, oh, God must be using me. Hallelujah. The fault is that you can't see God using you when you suffer. But like, look at my baby. Anybody could testify of God's goodness when good things happen. But it take a special kind of person. When they whole world starts falling apart, when mothers and fathers and babies are taken, when your finances is low, when people leave you, when your best friend can't call, when you ain't got no man, when ain't nobody there at night, when your money is low, your bank account is negative, and you still say, God is still good. I don't know what's going on. I don't like how it feels, but God, you're still good. Well, you gonna change? I ain't changing nothing. You wanna not go to church? I'm going to church. You wanna not study? I'ma study. You wanna not pray? I'ma pray. You wanna not sing, I'ma sing. You wanna not, I'ma do what I've been doing, I'ma keep doing what I've been doing. Because this is my works that says God is still good. On Friday, I was supposed to have a closing to my house. And I kept saying it don't look good. It don't look good. And I said, you never know. Maybe at the midnight hour, God might turn it around. And people tested, Pastor. We ain't never seen God not work on your behalf. People started encouraging me, Pastor. God always blesses you, baby. The Lord always blesses you. I ain't never seen you not have favor with God. I was like, you know what? That's true. But I don't know about this one. Did I do something wrong? Did I plan this wrong? Did I misstep somewhere? And I sat there on that Friday morning when I realized it wasn't going down and I called the CPA and she was like, yeah, this is, she gave me even more news about how more bleak my situation is. And I sat in my chair and I just said, I can't believe this. It's happening. it just felt so bad for something that I barely wanted that I had to be drug into with nothing but pain and sacrifice at the worst time of my life. Hello, somebody. I had to do extra work for something I didn't even know what it was or if I really wanted it. But I just trusted that God knew what I should be doing. It was my trust in God that got me to this point. And now it's my trust in God that is sitting here without a house. And I sat there feeling all kinds of ways it was quiet in my house as I like it I don't want no song to stir up nothing I want to sit here and evaluate it I cried a little bit I said God I don't understand why you're taking me this path I don't get it and then my phone rung and it was some member that had another problem unbeknownst to them they crying because something didn't work out in their lives and I'm just thinking you have no idea what it means when stuff don't work out come on somebody you talk about how you had a problem with with an ink pen okay okay my ink pen leaked but I handled the call I calm the person down encourage them of God's goodness I hang up that phone call I sit back down I still feel miserable I said God this is a painful journey I don't like it I don't like how it feels what are you going to do? What do you mean? What are you going to do? Do you want to undo it? Undo what? This journey. Do you want to stop? Since you didn't get the house today. You want to quit? No. Why? I think you, you started this. If it's going to stop, you're going to have to stop it. Not me. You're going to have to stop it. You have to end it. When you say no, it's a no but you ain't said no and just because Satan is saying no don't mean it isn't no so I'll wait but waiting hurts but waiting hurts uh, y'all don't want to y'all not really trying to come into where I'm at right now I'm not talking about you just passively waiting it ain't no big deal I can tell you monetarily that every day I wait it's gonna hurt me emotionally mentally and financially waiting is going to hurt I'll wait till you say no. I'll wait. So then what? What if my answer is no after, after you done spent all done all and used more of your emotions and felt more worse, then you gonna leave me? (laughs) Absolutely not. You gonna switch up how you do things with me? No. You gonna change how you live? You're going to start making resolutions that I would never do that again. Next time I tell them like this, I'm gonna have this. And next time I'm gonna do it like this. And next time, see, I ain't got no resolutions y'all don't want to play fair today I ain't got no new commitments hello somebody I ain't got no plan B's no plan D's no plan F's if it don't work and you say try it again next year then I will try to get next year if it don't work after that I will try to get year after that I will keep trying as long as you tell me to try and I ain't gonna quit until you tell me to quit and I ain't gonna stop until you tell me to stop come one man yeah. but you already in yourself start making up You know how you do scenarios start telling God well you know how some of you well if God if you take this from me I don't know what I would do I don't know if I could believe you anymore it's a quiet thing that runs on the inside I know a woman who's had babies and she lost a parent he said if God let me lose these babies I don't know if I could serve him anymore I said hey you better get that checked out not that God intends to bring you pain, but Satan will definitely use that to trap you. Then these children will become a God to you because you will look at the child as if they have saved you from your grief and not the father himself. You'll look at the marriage as if that has saved you from your pain and not God himself. You'll look at the job as if it has saved you from your pain, but not God himself. You look at the friends and the family and all this as if this somehow. and now when it's not going, God starts tapping on it. You, you can't let it go. I can't, I can't let this go. You can't take this from me. And in yourself, you will become undone if God does not grant you this request. And you don't say it like that, but you say, I really don't understand why God would do something like that. Like, I just can't even wrap my mind around that. You can't wrap your mind around something that God would do. Did you ever think at some point you should be able to wrap your mind around God? You thought he was mind wrappable. (laughs) I can't wrap my mind around. I don't know if I could take that. Hello? You kind of say... Like, uh, uh, what's the thing called when you, when you give somebody a ultimatum? Y'all got the audacity to give God ultimatums, quietly running in the background. If he don't do this then I don't, I guess I just don't understand God at all. See, that's an ultimatum. God, if you mess with this, then it's going to unravel my whole faith. What? Whoa, 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 whoa. If I don't do what you think I should do the way I think I, sh- I should do it and how you think I should do it, then it's going to unravel your entire faith mechanism. Everything that you believe about me is going to come undone under the premise that you couldn't get married, under the premise that it hurt a little bit, under the premise that you're going to be single. Now it's just going to unravel. I mean, God, why would you give me the desire and not fulfill it? People desire to be free from prison and yet they remain faithful. told you I was going to come for you. Like, God can't see these ultimatums you holding up. Some grand temper tantrum you plan to have if you don't get your way. Taughting how you're going to lose your mind if. And then when you come close to losing your mind, whoa, 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 whoa God, help me. I don't want to. <laughs> uh, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Don't let me don't let me fall off that cliff. (laughs) I thought I was I was going home. You know how you been talking big, smack. I'ma lose my mind, God. I'ma lose my. I don't want to lose my mind. I don't want to lose my mind. (laughs) But when you were trying to use it as a manipulative tactic to get God's hand to move in a way that you would prefer, and you start listening all kind of dumb stuff, start saying all kind of stupid stuff in your heart, and you think you ain't got to give no account for that? Me sitting in my chair in silence with me saying, search my heart. Oh God, search my heart. Oh God, I want you to pull up everything that ain't right. I want you to uproot everything, cause nothing starts bringing your base self to the surface like pain and suffering. When you ain't getting what you want, the way you think you should get it, now who you really are, it start coming up. You start feeling icky and nasty. You don't feel why? Don't I don't feel better. Shouldn't I feel better? Why am I vomiting out all this? But God's got to get that nastiness out of your system. So I sit right here. Dr. Smith called. He said, you all right? Um, I ain't all right. You want to talk? No. I just want to sit here with God for a second. But did you start praying that God's hand would deliver you, that God's hand would give you the house? I ain't worried about that house. I mean, yes, but no. That ain't my chiefest problem right now. My chiefest problem is what this disappointment could bring up in me. Uh, see, I ain't like you. I ain't going to sit here and wait till the situation get out of hand. Hello, somebody. I'm going to sit right here when I start to feel disappointed on day one. And I want to see, oh God, you start showing me what's going to come out of me when I'm disappointed. And then I want that to come out and I want to surrender it to you. Well, do you want to quit? No. Well, do you want to back up? No. Well, will you change how you love me? No. Will you change how you trust me in the future? No. Will you still pursue me? Yes. Will you still come after me? Yes. Will you still trust me? Yes, we still obey me. Yes, we still surrender. Yes, I want it all. This disappointment was brought to reveal the ickiness that's in me. And if it's in there, get it out, oh God. I don't want this in here. Ain't about the house. Why are you dealing with Satan and using me? to deal with Satan's forces in the lives of believers also. Oh God, use this to clean me up. Come on somebody. Also, Oh God, use this to reaffirm my love for you. Use this to make me more loyal. Use this to make me more faithful. Use me to make me more tenacious. Use this to make me more zealous. Use it to make me more wise. Use it to make me passionate. Get this out of me. When it was all said and done, I still ain't closed. Hello, somebody. And I said, well, God, I don't, what, you, what should I do? You just want me to stay like this? You tell me what you want me to do. No matter how much pain you ain't got to spare me, just tell me. I want to do it, even if it brings me more pain. Just, just wait. He said nothing. I was like, all right, well, you said nothing, so it means you want me to wait. There's a person in prison staying in prison that's a person tortured staying tortured that's a person sick staying sick that's the person unwell staying unwell hello somebody when you start thinking about people that suffer I Mrs. Mean, sister hyacinth that has had surgery after surgery different ones that go through time after time after time and you go what is going on why ain't god delivering you don't seem to recognize that god is getting the glory out of how they will still serve god how they will still trust god you trust god even when he ain't moving i trust him even when he ain't moving you trust him even though you're in pain i trust him even though he, i'm in pain well what if he don't move it he ain't gotta move it for me to trust him we only know trusting God to get an outcome these people died knowing their outcome wasn't going to be given to them and they still trusted God do you see the difference when modern blacks hear, trust God, even though your situation is bleak, they hear, trust God when it's bleak so that it won't be bleak. But true faith says, I fear. As I fare. And if God intends for me to stay sick, then I will trust him till I stay sick with my last breath. If God wants me to fare single, then I will trust him single till my last breath. And he ain't got to change my situation in order for me to be faithful. You ain't gotta change my situation for me to be faithful. I want this part of me that only knows how to be faithful. When you give me what I want, I want it out of me because that thing, it does something. Let me show you what it does. Come on. Let me, let me show you, let me show you, let me show you, let me show you. He's all of these having obtained a good testimony through faith, did not receive the promise. God having provided something better for us, God, what? That they should not be made perfect apart from us. What? what? So, you, so, so, Paul, you trying to tell us first that all these people—the people that conquered kingdoms, and the people that were that subdued kingdoms, and the people that were subdued by kingdoms, people that 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 rendered miracles and miraculous events, and people that suffered to death, tortured, persecuted imprisoned to the, that was their fate. That was the will of God for their lives, pain and suffering. And that them being faithful is a good testimony. And then these who didn't have to go through that, but were somehow raised from the dead, somehow, somehow released, somehow conquered new kingdoms, somehow took the enemy that they were also faithful and received a good Testament. Uh huh and then and then these people you didn't give them the promise so that they would not what is this phrase be made perfect apart from us that these people died tortured believing with those who were not tortured believing for one thing because he could have rescued them in their torture. He could have saved them with the law of Moses. You understand what I'm saying? He could have saved them at that point. He could but he didn't. Why? Because I wanted to make sure that when I count up all of my righteous, it included you. They know how to walk by faith. Hello? And their faith is accounted to them as what? righteousness if I rewarded them it would exclude Y'all don't want to play fair today. If I gave them their final reward sinners who just live by faith and their faith was accounted to them as righteousness and knowing me, then you would not have been included, but I waited and they patiently wait for their reward. That all the Gentile nations, which is you, that all those who did not come to the faith of Israel, which is you that all those that were not born of that genealogy, which is you that they might know also and be counted in the same fold. that they might be counted in the same fold. So they died not having received it, that you could get something better and be included. They believed tortured and imprisoned, not having scourged and beaten, believing that God still loves them still is for them and still wants to reward them they died believing that that you could have somehow in 2022 say well god if you love me then why would you do this to me and if you love that ain't why they died come on somebody well god if you love me why are you letting this happen to me and god if you love me then why can't you and god if you see that ain't why they they died believing that god loved them and planned something great for them even though they died in it for you for you, y'all gonna have to endure this because I got folk coming that you ain't seen yet. I got something I'm doing that's going to bring other nations to me come on y'all don't not just the nation of israel but i am working something a sign that people have never seen before that when they look upon him upon a tree they will say what must i do to be saved that they will see god the old testament god in that one act everybody will see that is god and they ain't got to ask somebody to teach them who god is they're going to see it right there and this is going to bring people that wasn't raised in the law with you to be counted among you so I can't give you a promise right now I'm still working on gaining some other people so now that you and I are them people died tortured beaten imprisoned not receiving their promise so that God could count us in that number then we get in the number and we want to leave God church and everything else if we don't get our way you don't really say it like that but you do it like that you shut down you get cold you build up a wall you sit here but you really ain't here and sometimes you don't even come here hello Uh uh-huh. cuz you ain't getting your way Cause God ain't moving the way he wants. You want him to move it. And because you can't understand it, then you start undoing all the good that you used to do. Oh, come on somebody because you don't understand what he's doing. Now you don't even want to do what you know to do. That is right. Because you don't understand how he's moving. Now you want, you don't want to persevere. And because you don't understand now, you, it ain't that you don't understand. You disagree. It's very clear. He don't want that for you right now. ain't hard I can tell I can tell you don't want it how cuz you ain't got it well I don't understand no you don't it ain't you don't you disagree you think you should have it now you just disagree with God you complain against him you oppose his decision I mean, I mean I'm mean, i just telling that then what you're doing when you take all your dressed-up words and you push them aside all the word choices that you use to make your evilness sound good and noble like you're ignorant ain't nobody in this church ignorant you from Casey to the newest to the one that's been here the longest is minister Monifa ain't none of y'all ignorant You know exactly what God may want to do. You know exactly why he might want to do it. You know exactly why he ain't done it on the inside. You can see why God ain't blessed you with that on the inside. You can see why he ain't taking you that path on the inside. It is buried on the inside of your spirit. You just oppose him. I don't think that everybody needs to do that personally. I think it's the personal individual choices that they should really consider. So as for me, I think this is the best method for me because in this method, I could see how this could be accomplished rather than you not having a method at all and God only accomplishing what he wants to accomplish in your life. I mean, this is the really what it's boiling down to. Will you accept what he does or will you try to attain it for yourself? Come on, answer me Eve. Will you accept that he didn't want you to have that knowledge? that he didn't want you to be like him in that way. Can you accept that? Can you accept it? No, you don't think you should have to accept it. Somebody told you that there's another way. And so you're going to try that way because God gave you free choice, death, death, spiritual death, spiritual death. It's the whole system all over again. Hello? All because of one thing a human being wanted something different than what the sovereign God of all creation is doing. Has done. That's the whole shebang. Well, when am I supposed to take my matters into my own hands? When are you supposed to? My question to you is why do you want to? Have you ever thought that write it in your book when am I supposed to take matters into my own hands then write down this question why do I want to let's evaluate while you try to figure out what your wise worldly self when you're supposed to take matters into your own hands now let me show you from a believer in faith i can't imagine why i want to put anything in my hands when i serve the perfect god who created heaven and earth not only is he perfect but he's all powerful he's all sovereign he's all knowing he's all capable he is everything why would i i would always want it to be in his hands it seemed to me if you believed that god is who he says that he is that you would want all of everything you do to be put in his hands over yours. so I call you to the mat you don't believe because it seems foolish or just outright rebellious and evil that the perfect being can't have it in his hands that the imperfect being should have it in theirs. It seemed to me a little bit satanic how the perfect being that created Lucifer himself, hello somebody, is then challenged by Lucifer to say that I deserve a different position for my created life. Does that help to answer your question? Don't get all spiritual on me because I'm gonna come for you even harder than this. You better say amen. amen. Why does it have to be in your hands, yeah, and why should you want it? I'm challenging the heart matter. If God is who He says He is, then why do you want it? And you're trying to figure out what, when do I have my independence? Yeah, that's good. And now you want to ask a question about independently should I be independent? Mm-hmm. And I go. Why do you not want to be dependent on God? There's no yes or no to this. There's no 10-step program. It's real simple. Why? Lord, can you do something with this? What should I eat? What should I wear? Where should I go? What should I do next about the house? What should I do next about this? What should I do next about that? And it's not that he tells me specifically what to do, because as I sat there and asked, what should I do next? My phone rung. And someone called me with a reference for a tax attorney. <laughs> with a possibility. Did I go looking for that possibility? No. Was I Googling? No. Did I go to ask Google and Jeeves and and my other God if what is possible? Did I take the surveys and the personality test assessments? Did I look at my horoscope? Did I begin to go on the Facebook dating app and start asking these people? Did I start making connections and networks? Did I start trying to put myself out there and market myself? No, I just sat there and asked God, what should I do next? And then he did it. He did the next thing. And at the end of the day, that's exactly what I like. (laughs) Thank you (laughs) that's why i love you (laughs) i love you because you're not a control freak but you should be you should be you should just take all of this from all of us because you're that good so you ain't got to be a control freak with me you can just have it (coughs) take it what you need me to do yeah 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 i'll do it tell me tell me what you want me to do all right i'll do that (laughs) what you want me to do nothing want me to sit here all right i'll do that you let me know when, you, ready to, when you, you want me to be a part of this. Part of what? My life. <laughs> you let me know when you want me to be a part of my own life. <laughs> and he's so loving, he said, I'll call you up when the stuff starts getting good. Say less. Say less. Say less. Hello? I'm, come on and give God some glory in this house. this is all these having obtained a good testimony through faith did not receive the promise God having provided something better for us stop right there this part is so curious what is better these other people subdued kingdoms they escaped the edge of the sword their weakness was made strong they became valiant in battle now these people after them these people that didn't accept deliverance but was attained uh, had trials and mockings and scourgings you know their situation don't look that good um, but the both of them between the two that got they got some good stuff they got a good testimony yeah. and he says that I have something better for you you provided something better what could be better than a good testimony what could be better than subduing kingdoms escaping the edge of the sword what could be better than remaining faithful unto death it seemed like that the blessings and the faithfulness like the the latter part got good insides the first half they got good outsides They, they doing good stuff and they got good stuff happening on the inside. I can't imagine what's better than that. That, 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 te- that seemed about, about good. Let's read on. Maybe, maybe Paul begins to explain what the better is. In verse uh, 1 of chapter 12 of Hebrews, Therefore we also, since we are surrounded by so cl- great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and sin which so easily ensnares us. And let us run with endurance the race that is set before us stop right there what is better for us is this the better thing well first of all we can say that this verse hermeneutically is connected to the previous verses because of the word therefore and not only that but this cloud of witnesses are the people that he mentioned above these that have died by the sword and these that have escaped the sword these that have died in faithfulness and these that live faithfully conquering that these are the cloud of witnesses and so he says thus since we are surrounded by all these witnesses that say y'all better do right because we couldn't get our promise waiting on you and they all sit up here looking y'all better handle the business you better handle that business you better get into it you better get into God's kingdom you better get you better lean into it you better Go after it. You better tackle it. He's giving imagery of, 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 of the Coliseum. Witnesses, crowds, standing in pews all around a stadium, watching the games go out. Y'all better run. Y'all better run. Y'all better run. Y'all better run, saints. Run, saints. Y'all better fight, y'all better fight, y'all better better fight, y'all better fight, y'all better fight, y'all better fight, everybody rooting for their team, hello, (laughs) well you better run that race, you better fight it, and they said there's a cloud of witnesses bearing witness to that, watching us, that we can have something better, What is the better? What? Subduing kingdoms? Y'all did that. Yeah, but we ain't. All right, enduring torture? y'all did that yeah but we ain't see there's a yeah but we ain't look how y'all don't want to play we up here waiting we all been waiting for this thing that god has prepared for you we all been waiting on the day that he would do this thing we knew it was gonna come and now it is there on earth we are all waiting but y'all did all it yeah but we ain't we weren't able to do but we weren't able to do that but we weren't able to do that. See, some of y'all lost because you don't know what the that is. Come on and stand to your feet and give God some glory. You ain't that theologically deep. I got to hand walk you to everything. Quit looking at me deep and start giving God glory. Yeah. Take your mask down. Let me see your face. There you go. Unfurl down my eyebrows. Ain't nothing you got to figure out. I'm going to hand walk you to it. Try to get there before me. See, I just stopped your hole, try to figure out. Yeah, sit on down be led Amen. be led Amen. be led trying to get in front of me as if you're gonna get this by your own you ain't come up with this message it wasn't nothing in you that brought it here it's the father you got to be led to the next point you feeling some sort of way good I told you it's gonna be painful in the beginning you better have some temperance control your emotions for you get swallowed up by the Satan. Amen. He is roaring like a lion. I came battle ready today. You came in here trying to play. I told you off the top, everything I'm about to say is gonna hurt. So if you start feeling some sort of way, you don't know why. Didn't I tell you that's what you was gonna feel? So when I tell you up front, what difference do it make? You don't even know what to do with it. So let me tell you what you do with it. Say hallelujah. You say hallelujah on the point that hurt. You say hallelujah on the point you like. You get up out of your seat every time you get a chance. You ain't going to be leaning down. Get up. Quit leaning down. You ain't doing that deep. I can tell you today. got to tell you the next week, same thing. You only going to get what God intends for you to get today. So by faith, receive. By faith, receive. Not by knowledge, not by understanding. By faith, receive your mind is what gets you in trouble quit being so deep hello you understand what I'm trying to tell you y'all getting real theological on me I don't like that feeling as if somehow you gonna get your deliverance through your understanding it's truth and truth is simple it ain't got to be figured out it's real basic sit on down amen Let me tell you something, when Satan is roaring through, and I don't mind, he's, it, ain't, it, ain't, it ain't a big deal. Y'all bring little imps in, everybody could bring, bring something in at any given point if you don't know what you're doing. Bringing in distractions and noise, hurt feelings and everything else. And, it, and, and, and the reason they get to stay is because I preach a word that makes you feel uncomfortable, even brings you to pain. And Satan can see your countenance and know, oh, they hit. He hit. She hit. Cue up that imp that normally comes around this time. He's going to be so well received as if it's a part of you yourself. Hello, somebody. That's why I tell you, what you do in that situation? Hallelujah. Ain't nobody mad but the devil. Ain't nobody mad but the devil. Ain't nobody mad. But Devil, I praise the Lord, Pastor. Hallelujah! You better preach, Pastor. You over here, bloody from talked about. You better preach, Pastor. Let God use you, baby. Your arm falling off. It's all right. Let Him use you. I got another arm. Let Him use you. Yeah. You don't need to fear God for your well-being. You need to fear Satan, who don't ever mean to do you well. Every word preached in this house is to bring you to wholeness and wellness. When you start drifting in your mind, please know you are entertaining a demonic spirit with the noblest of intentions trying to figure your emotions or heart out. Like some Rubik's cube, you couldn't solve them in the natural. You ain't gonna be able to solve it in the spiritual. What am I feeling? What is this? Why are you doing that? This is not the time for that. You still need his help with that. He's going to address what he wants to address when he wants to address it. You fair as you fare. you fair as you fare. I'm tired of y'all getting hit by Satan's arrows thinking it's God or it's me and my preaching. It's not, it's you and your rebellion, you and your control tendencies, you and your need for independence. That you could sit in the presence of God. I had the presence of God last week, whatever week that you liked me, whatever week you needed me, that you could sit in the presence of God and do something different than what he's doing. In this house, God rules. If you are not in the flow, Satan has trapped you. Do you understand that? And I can't keep coming to get you you make my services too long. Start learning how to get away from him thank you Jesus thank thank you Lord thank you hallelujah you should be popping up. Hallelujah I don't even know what I was feeling but glory be to God, I ain't gonna stand in that Like I just feel so oh, oh, hallelujah you better preach No what's Satan doing but uh you ain't going to be using me. You some of these other stupid people It ain't going to be me. Get them tied up in the house of God. It ain't going to be me. And if everybody rejected him, if you stand, he flees. You ain't even got to do much. Just say, uh uh-uh. uh, that's why people say you better preach. That's why they might run up, start shouting. It ain't just because something was deep in their mind. Oh, oh, that hit me, I hit me somewhere. I don't even know where it hit me, but hallelujah. <laughs> Woo, it brought up something. Thank you, Jesus. Ooh, it brought up something. What's <laughs> the real thing? You over there trying to hold it in yourself. You are gonna sink. You are gonna drown. Do you hear, I'm trying to help you. I sat in this seat before or Satan wanted to keep pulling me off focus and pulling me off task in the presence of God because of something I was dealing, dealing with or dealt with. And he would use what God is trying to speak truth in to make me feel ashamed, confused, bitter, angry, and offended. So I'm like, oh, uh-uh, oh, 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 Number one, then my God, who is talking to me, <laughs> <laughs> ain't nobody even talking to you Satan excuse me this is uh, this is my God who is talking to me Amen. Do, you, do you understand ain't this what this is about this is your God who is talking to you if your God who is talking to you says something you don't like what should be your response If your God who is talking to you says something that you don't want to hear, says something that you don't like, what should be your response? When he says something you like, what should be your response? When he says something you don't like, what should be your response? When he says something you understand, what should be your response? When he says something you don't quite understand, what should be your response? Because we got Bible study and then we can talk about it then. <laughs> but oh, Pastor, he just said something. I don't even know what that was, but hallelujah. <laughs> Mental note, ask everybody this on Wednesday. It was something in that. It was something in that. Put, in a, put a pin on that. or something in that. That's when you don't understand what he said. But your response, your response is still hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Because your God decided to talk to you today. He used somebody who don't know what you was going through this week. He used somebody that don't know the thoughts you've been having. He used somebody that don't know what you've been feeling really. And he gave her a word that is specifically for you. And you're gonna come in here and act like this ain't your God trying to talk to you. You better get behind me, Satan. Satan chasing you around your dad's house. Making you feel like an outcast in your own home. Making you feel like an outcast in your own home. You be like, I don't know why God is fussing at me about this. But apparently, I need it. See, I was a child that when my mama said, I got to spank you for this, I believed it was necessary. I believed it. Apparently, this is the only way I'm going to learn. <laughs> and I don't want to keep doing this. So I'm hoping this spanking work. This is my thought. <laughs> you can at that Minister Hudson tell these people this is the truth. Maybe this is gonna work. Because I keep getting my ABCs wrong. And I don't want to keep doing this. So if spanking is what I need, I trust that the parent knows what I need to get me out of this. Hello? But the real issue is you won't. To miss your ABCs you want to keep peeing in the bed you want to eat acting like you don't understand you want to keep doing dirt so now when he keeps trying to reprimand you I don't think it's necessary what do you know about what you think is necessary you should be more focused on I, do whatever it takes on God because I trust you I fare as I fear I trust you hello somebody So he said, now, 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 since we're surrounded by this cloud of witnesses, he started, Paul starts revealing what we are able to do that no one else was able to do. He says, so let us, the us that's the people is watching the us that we had something better provided for us. Now let us do what lay aside every weight and the sin. Yeah, we was able to endure torture, but we weren't able to. Yeah, we were able to conquer kingdoms, but we weren't able to. Y'all don't want to be nice today. Yeah, we were able to subdue nations, but we weren't able to. We were able to endure prison, but we were not able to. Oh, come on, saints of the Most High God. Y'all better run. Woo! Do you see what they able to do? Look at what they able to do. We were never able to do that. Look at. Between you running the race and Jackie Jordan cursing running the race, we were never able to do that. <laughs> between you slam dunking and Michael Jordan slamming, we, whoa, we were, oh, dog, dog, man, whoa, oh, did you see that? My God, oh, my God, never ever have we ever seen anything like it. They the goat, they the goat, they the goat. I mean, you get the breath. You get the, the gist of it. Let me break it down to work, work it into your heart. They weren't able to do this. They weren't able to lay aside a weight. Y'all don't. They had to run with the weight. You know what a weight does? It slows you down. Not only that it only slows you down when you're weak uh-huh. in comparison to the weight. Yeah. Okay, hold on. Let me, let me, so a weight depending on your strength may not slow you down yeah. initially. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could give me two pounds, put it in my backpack. It ain't slowing me down for a good five, 10 minutes. After about two hours, three hours, something—it I mean, this too heavy. Cause I need to—I need to take this. Oh, I'm tired. See, what weights do? Is initially they may slow you down, depending if the weight is greater than your strength, if you're out of shape. But you can be in shape and have a weight and not even notice it some of y'all been in shape because you've been under good teaching some of y'all been in shape because you've been under good preaching some of you been in shape because you go to renew but after a while this thing that you've been carrying It starts getting heavy, and you can't figure out why so often I start feeling a certain way. Why so often I start dealing with this. Why so often I start going through this. I was doing well. I was running good. I was running strong. I don't understand why it starts to bother me. Why I can't get past it. Why I can't let it go. You're looking at everything else, but that weight. Sit on down. Your body can handle a certain amount of weight for a certain period of time until the things start falling apart. Systems start getting overloaded and overworked. In my workout class, they got two kinds of weights. Two pounds and five pounds. Or you could do no weights. They tell you, you can get the same exercise and workout with no weights. People are like, Psh, I need some weights. So they always initially jump to the five. If you don't know nothing, you be like, "Let me get them five pounds." That ain't number five pounds. The two pounds must be here for the old people. Let me get them five. Let me get them five pounds. Jewel did that. Came in with her athletic self, picked up them five pounds, did these for about 20 minutes, and was like, <laughs> "Now her form all off. If we doing it this way, she can't do it that way because she got so much weight." Hello. Depending on your strength and health, you may not notice a weight initially. But a weight slows you down because of one thing. It uses more energy. It uses more energy. So in the beginning, you could power through. You're doing good. Then first couple of years, you was great. The first couple of months she was good. The first couple of weeks it was working for you. Then all of a sudden it seemed like what you used to do easily has now become difficult. When you used to be able to do it simply. Now the easiest of tasks you keep forgetting. Now you can't remember. Now you don't understand. Now you don't under, You don't get it. Now the simplest things you were able to do now are not so simple and easy. You've got to wait. There is something that you are carrying that over time is slowing you down because it uses energy to carry it rather than that energy being used to push you forward. Y'all don't wanna play fair today. Y'all don't wanna be nice. You're using the energy to carry the weight, to supplement for the additional weight. Hello? rather than if you had no weight, that supplemental energy could be used toward your forward momentum. Huh? E equals MC squared. Hello, somebody. Hello. If I remove the weight, then that energy that you were using to move you forward with the weight, if I remove the weight, then now that energy could be used to move you incrementally forward with ease or faster or with more endurance. you? I don't want to play fast today. The reason you keep not enduring the reason you can't handle the pain, the reason you can't handle the problem, the reason you can't step up to the line, the reason you keep faltering and wavering, the reason you keep sliding and slipping is because you won't let go of a weight that is using most of your energy to carry it rather than move you forward. (laughs) Well, why would somebody carry your weight on a race? That don't make no sense. Why would anybody carry a weight on a race where you get the prize if you endure? It seemed like if I was supposed to get the prize for endurance, I want to be as light as possible. Hello? So I can make it. Now, how do you win the race? You you endure to the end. You make it to the end, you win. Is it to make it to the end first? Nope, just got to make it to the end. Make it to the end last, you still win? You still win, just got to make it to the end. The only way you don't win this race is if you don't make it. This already lets you know, this might be a hard race. <laughs> if anybody that make it win, it got to be real hard. If anybody make it to the end win, this must be gosh darn hard. You know, that might be impossible. You mean anybody who get to the top, get to plant the flag, anybody get to do it. How many flags up there? Two. Whoa! <laughs> This lets you know if everybody gets a prize for making it to the end, then this race cannot be easy. But I think some people get confused about what determines your winning. Cause the only way I'ma put a y'all, give me, give me, somebody who got, give me that backpack right there. Y'all don't want to play fair today. Sit it down right here. See, y'all don't understand. See, if I'm running a race, if I'm running a race. And we all lined up and the rules say, anybody that make it to the end, win, not first to the top to the end, win. Anybody and everybody make it to the end, win. Anybody to make it to the end, win. Anybody make it to the end? That's it. That's it. Make it to that end goal. Is it going to be some stuff up there that's going to be challenging? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely it some mountains to climb, some valleys to cross. It's going to be a lot of stuff that's going to go down. You can even take your time, but you need to make it to the end. If you take your time and quit, then be careful because you might take your time, then you just you fall asleep, and then you, you, you quit, you know, by default, okay? But, but ultimately, you want to always be moving towards it. Just, just keep moving forward. Just don't stop. Make it to the end, and you win. The only reason... Anybody would decide uh, okay. to pick up a heavy bag on a race that you got to run just to get to the end oh, is like 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 that they really don't understand how the race is won. Could they think that they supposed to take something with them at the end? Am I supposed to have my back, my, my water? No. Am I supposed to have my food? No. Am I supposed to have this? No. Am I supposed to have my wife? No. Am I supposed to have a husband? No. Am I supposed to have a million dollars? No. Somebody don't understand something. The only reason that anybody will pick up a weight to run a race that the goal is just to make it to the end is you think that somehow you need all this stuff to get through the race. And you think that I need this backpack with all my supplies. And I ain't gonna be able to make it if I ain't married. And I ain't gonna be able to make it if I don't have no kids. And I ain't gonna be able to make it if I ain't got no band-aids. And I ain't gonna be able to make it if I ain't got no water. And I ain't gonna be able to make it. Hello. Oh, but but somebody say, oh, I got it. Thank you. <laughs> I will put it on. I can take it off. At a priest, if you let it. But some, you put it on, you can take it off. You put this on, you put this on. Ain't nobody put this kind of standard on you, but you ain't nobody put these goals on you, but you ain't nobody you put this on you. I need to be fine. I need to be wealthy. I need good credit. You put all this on you and now you can't figure out why you're failing, why you're falling, why you're out of breath, why you're tired. Running like a Christian, running like a secular person. Can't figure out why you don't look like the believers that's running because the believers they say, Oh, we got to make it to the end. Yeah, I'm good. Oh, I'm good. What we got to do, you got to make it to the end. To the end, to the end. All we got to do is keep moving, keep moving. Okay, all right, here go the believer. Streamline baby shorts on, <laughs> baby shorts, <laughs> cut off tee, <laughs> no shoes, <laughs> one pair of sandals, the lightest thing possible, no bread, no water, no knapsack, no provisions for the future. Now, now everybody else with their backpack is looking. How you going to make it to the end? you going to die of thirst. You need water to provide for yourself. You need food to provide for yourself. You need a spouse providing for yourself. You need money provided for yourself. But the believers say, baby, you don't even know the kind of God I serve. All I got to do is start running. All I got to do is start running. And when I get thirsty, checkpoint. Thank you very much. And when I get hungry, checkpoint. Thank you very much. And when I get tired, I'm a rest. Thank you very much. All I got to do is run, and all my needs shall be met. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Come on and give God glory in this house. Come on and give God glory in this house. Come on and give God glory. You don't want to decide that decided these things have to be part of your life rather than trusting when He said you needed that in your life. You have it. And if he said you don't need it, ain't your goal to finish the race. Hello, somebody. Could it be that he knew that that's going to make you too heavy right now? You don't need to be right married right now, Pastor. That's gonna weigh you down right now. You don't need no kids right now. It's gonna weigh you down. You don't need this right now. But no, no, no. I do need it. I'm hungry. Uh, my, my feet hurt. I'm tired. I don't know how much I could go on. But then you got somebody who's been running before you. I don't know. Maybe a pastor, and they be looking like, "Come on, keep moving. Can I stop? Because nah." Don't stop. Keep going. But my feet hurt. That's normal. But my back hurt. That's normal. But I'm in pain. That's normal. But I don't like it. That's normal. But it don't feel right. That's normal. But I'm crying. That's normal. But i have hurt all day. That's normal. Keep running. It'll get better. Come on. Keep running. I got a pain on the side. Just run with the pain. It'll be alright. It'll be alright. Whatever you do, don't stop. Whatever you do, don't stop. Whatever you do, don't stop. Hallelujah. 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 Now he know the only reason you decide to take this weight is because you feel it's your responsibility to provide for your own needs. You think a desire is a necessity You confuse the two. So because you need this, you justify picking up a weight. Hello? Because you're smart enough to not pick up nothing stupid. I don't need this TV, okay? Leave that here. I, I don't need the radio. I'ma leave that here. See, you ain't dumb, huh? So Satan gets you to pick up the weight because he makes you think that you have to provide something for yourself. You have to take your life into your own hands at some point. And I go, why, why? If he lets you just be light and free, and you could just run. Hello, he got your body all toned up, and your muscles all ready to go. You just. how they do when you really run you get a freeness about you your shorts is low your clothes is loose all you feel is the wind on your skin because you're sweating I used to love it oh Ooh, this feel good I was just so free just your feet hitting your breath and you know that your body is performing the way God muscles glistening yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Pfft, pfft. Yeah, you already know. You already know. Uh-huh. Meanwhile, Willie Lump Lump back here. <laughs> <laughs> How I got to hold it? Maybe if I hold it like this. Let Maybe hold it like that, it is a little easier. Yeah, that, that center of gravity, that's what it is. You got to work with the center of gravity. Willy Lump Lump looking clumsy. And all this weight. You're now using your energy to carry this rather than what God gave you to move yourself. You're trying to provide for yourself. He only gave you enough energy to move yourself through time that's it take nothing with you take no extra cloak take no extra sandals come on make disciples of the nations take nothing else with you don't be weighed down by this that you might endure because how you gonna make disciples with your weighed down self and now we get down here and the thing is so heavy sit down for a second the other day, when I went to my house uh, viewing, and uh, it was the sign-off, the house is finished being built. Thursday, I had the final sign-off for the Friday closing that didn't happen. I think it's good that we talk about publicly what didn't happen, because sometimes Christians only wanna talk about when it do happen. But the, the deadline hit and it didn't happen. But the day before, I had the final closing, the final walkthrough. That's when you inspect everything that you ordered, and you expect to build, all right? My first walkthrough, where we had to sign off and everything, I cried. I cried for hours amongst a room of strangers, primarily because I was by myself. I was alone. They had cakes and snacks out for the family, and the friends, and the builders, and the sales associates. For the first half of the meeting, I was alone, by myself, and I never felt so lonely. I said it'd be different if I was a single mom with kids or a single dad. I'm doing this for my babies. Yep, did this. This is for me. Yay. And over the week, I began to recognize how much I carry by myself. I live by myself. I work by myself. I built a house by myself. I raised a church by myself. I support a church, you know, like lead it, by myself. No offense, I mean, you guys offer things. Thank you, may the Lord bless you. don't want you to think, but you know, from my standpoint, all right. By myself. At the end of the day, I said whose stupid idea was it to start your life off and do everything by yourself? Now look, I got in a relationship, but since we can't have sex, I'm still single. by myself, bought a house on my own. I was like, dog, this is a dumb idea. Why did I go out here? On this race and did not take nothing with it. Y'all don't want to play fair today. What possessed me to get out on this race? I should have took a husband and some kids. I should have had a baby out of wedlock. I should have went ahead and got my money situated. I should y'all don't act like y'all don't ever really been there. When well, you start looking about how you could have done things differently, I should have planned it differently. Why am I out here by myself? And then I realized oh, I decided to lay down every weight so I can run a little bit more easy. I can run a bit more free. I can run a little. I can endure this race. So I took nothing with me. I was sent with no regard of how I would return. But I knew I would return home to the Father. I took nothing with me. Men say quit the church and I'll marry you. I take nothing with me if you can't go with me right here then you ain't going but i'm not picking up this in order to run this race uh-uh. i did it on my own me and him me and god who was with me all this time the lord when i got thirsty the lord when i got hungry the lord when i got lonely the lord when i got overwhelmed the lord when i lost my mama the lord has been with me Y'all was nice and all, but you weren't enough. You don't even understand the marathon. Hello, somebody. You so far back, you don't even know what's coming. That's why I'm trying to tell you, lighten your load. Lighten your load. You looking at me like I'm trying to stop you from dating. I don't care nothing about that. What I care about is you making it to the end of this race, and you better lighten your load if you know what's good for you. The way I look at your soul, you're fat. You're out of shape. Your spirit, man, is not well. And then you want to add somebody else with your non-spiritual, non-faithful self, you better lighten your load. Or forget the marriage. You ain't going to make it to the end. You ain't going to make it. Somebody got to pass you enough to be like, um. No. Can you lift this? No, no, I'm just saying, general. Can you lift this? Yeah. Okay, now let me see how long you can hold it. Hold what? This? Yeah, just hold it. So, do you want me to, I should go date? No, nah, I just want you to hold that. So, I should go get that job? No, I just want you to hold that. But I, sh- I should go, no, nah, let me see how well you can hold this before we ever conclude that this should be a part. To play Let me see how well you can wait and hold it before we conclude that God designed for this thing to be a part of your body, flesh unto flesh, soul unto soul. You can't even wait. You get all weak. Uh, 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 maybe the parents ain't supposed to say that maybe 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 maybe, maybe I know what I'm doing we're just we're just gonna do it it's not even like that it's not even it's I don't know how that happened how do we do that when did we get out of? that's why I said you should put that down and you just need to run with no attachments but God because you're having a hard time enduring you have a hard time enduring with nothing, no responsibility, no church, no, no, no nothing. You had a hard time enduring with nothing. And if before, if you're going to pick up a weight, it's got to be a weight that God knows is not going to endanger you. You can't be a pastor, why? Because you can't carry this weight. You can't even carry your own one. This little weight right here, this don't do nothing for me. I could do this to the end of kingdom. That's what they say when you get ordained. I could carry this weight to the end. I've been evaluated, I've been ordained and they say that I could carry this weight with my strength, my energy in God, my calling, I can carry it to the end. You can't even obey your pastor's dietary and dating restrictions. No, I don't think you're going to make it to the end with that. How long I got to do this for, Pastor? How long I got to do this for, Pastor? How long I got The only reason you're asking is because you're getting weak. That's the only reason you're asking. Because if it's light, you forgot all about it. when it's light you forgot you was even oh did I still have it I forgot I was even wearing that oh cuz it's light to you but you got to know how long for how many well how long well when can we well when can I well now can I Well, cuz what about now pastor is it, mm-hmm are you getting weak getting weak in the flesh is the loneliness starting to chase you down getting a little tired is oppression depression Really getting you? Are you discouraged? Oh, you feeling insecure? You need somebody to make you feel better about yourself? You need somebody to give you a little sparkle? You feel like you need a little boost in your insecurity? Oh, it's all of this you ask because you're getting weak. Now you can't understand why you come back to me a week later, and be like, "Well, Pastor, well, what about now? <laughs> <laughs> well, what about now?" I just be looking at you like, "Why we gotta have this conversation?" The fact that we keep asking me is because you're weak. Yeah. Which supports the idea when I said, How about you don't even pick that up? Yeah. How about you don't even pick it up? Just leave it there. When you get to the point in your life where God thinks that you need a walkmate, you need somebody that could run beside you. That is different than, I guess, your pastor or whatever. You know, you need somebody that can give you sex and something at, at home. Or you're ready to be that for somebody else that you can run your race and cook them dinner. And you can run your race and he listen to their problems. And you can run your race and handle all their mess. When he seems that that is like a good point for you, then he'll give it to you. Don't that make sense? Since he's all perfect, all knowing, 100% a provider, 100% a protector. If you know that to be true, then why are you picking up this weight? I ain't said sin, I said a weight. I ain't even got to the sin part yet. With your smart self. Well, if it ain't a sin, it should be fine. It's a weight to your life. Well, other people could do it, yeah, not you with your fat spiritual self. Overindulging in self all the time. Isn't that what gluttony and, and, and obesity is? An overindulgence or a lack of removing the excess energy from your body? Since you've been serving yourself all this time, no, I don't think that you also need to serve yourself in this manner. I think you'll be all right living off the new, new, neogenesis. The, the, the body can reuptake all the stuff God has already done. The goodness he's already done in your life should be sufficient. If you provide me with a running mate, that's because you know I need encouragement. Every once in a while somebody will fall back and catch their breath. And then they run up. Hey Pastor, like Sierra call. I, 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 I just want to tell you, you amazing. And now they, they fall back a little bit. And Glenda run up. Hey Pastor, I just want to tell you, that's pretty awesome. How you do the thing. Okay, okay, you gotta keep going. All right, I understand. Okay, I'm I'm just gonna slow down for a bit. And every once in a while, God will run somebody up for encouragement. That should be sufficient for me. But you know, you gotta own somebody which is Sodom and Gomorrah self. They gotta be yours, my precious, my precious. They have to be yours and only yours. (laughs) Somebody for me and just for me. You pharaoh, slavery person. You wanna own someone, make them obligated to satisfy every need, I can't even, don't. Cause you can get them to co-conspire to you having your way physically and everything that you want. Because God wanted to be him, but you're trying to get somebody that could co-conspire with you to satisfy your earthly needs, whatever they could be. Money, attention, sex. This other person said, yeah, I, 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 I agree that you should have it. You should have it now. So you and them agree? Yeah, we both agree that we should have this now. Does God agree? Huh? Does God agree that you both should have that? Now, when you say God agree, I mean, we ain't doing no sin, but is it a weight? Because ever since this, I ain't really been seeing no spiritual growth. Not in the same amount of energy that has been poured in you. See, what you don't understand is I know what spirit and life has been poured in you. Hello, somebody. So it appears to me that says, I know that I gave you a good protein shake. That I gave you something with some bananas, some protein, 42 grams of protein. I gave you something with some electrolytes. Why over here you cramping up? And why you over here slowing down? It's, let me check your back. Is there something on your back that you are trying to carry? Because the energy I'm putting in is not the equal to the energy that you are giving out in God? My job is not to keep you from sinning. My job is to put deposits in you that God can use for production of output. And what I'm putting in ain't equal to what you're giving out. What are you carrying? What silver and gold have you hid in your tent? What private provisions are you making for yourself that is weighing you down rather than being fully dedicated to the cause of Christ? Cause I'm giving you energy for those who are fully dedicated to run the race to the end. You should not be tired yet. You shouldn't be discouraged yet. How do you supposed to know that? Cause I watch for your soul silly. That's my job to monitor your levels. No, you shouldn't be discouraged yet. The only reason you are cause you still got that weight. I told you to drop it. I told you to let it go. I told you just to trust God to move on. But here every time every t- you're picking it up. We got that weight again, don't we? Huh? I, th- I thought this was a good time in my life at this time. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Your last lap has gotten shorter. And I fed you the same. I fed you the same. The same, f- when you first got here, and it was good, and it was empowering you to do it. Yeah, I've been feeding you the same. Check it, check the podcast, ninjas. I've been feeding you the same. It's you. You over here taking in more energy and ain't producing nothing. So now you're fat. (laughs) That what it is? You getting a lot of good stuff, and rather than it being produced out of you at a balanced rate, it's imbalanced, and you're keeping it and preserving it in case you need something later as fat storage. So now you got knowledge, ever learning, but not really coming to the truth. Constantly pouring it in. But what I get from your spiritual life, what we see coming out of you, how far you're in this race, what, what is wrong? Get, get up here. Everybody ain't got to run at that speed, Pastor. I know everybody ain't got to run at that speed, but I know what your speed should be. How does she know? Because I was the run coach. Assigned to you, and that's all I do is check where you are at what benchmark and what mile marker. That is my whole job. Twenty-four hours of today is to watch for your soul, and if you are meeting your mile markers when God has need for you to be there, you over here in Dateville and and Moneyville and every other ville. We're supposed to be in Kingdomville right now, priesthoodville, and you ain't been acting like no priest. Not everybody, okay? Please don't take this for everybody, but for the ones that it is for, you know who you are. So this, I said, priest. That's the marker. We go a little bit. Priesthood check. 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 Here go you. What? We supposed to be well. Oh you over here screwing around and say shells. Oh okay. We supposed to be well? Oh you over here with your job. Oh okay. You supposed to be well? Marker marker call your time. Call your time. That's so good. I told you it's gonna hurt. Sit on down. We ain't even said it was sitting We didn't even said, we didn't even got to the part of sin and we didn't even said any of this was sin. We said it uses the spiritual energy or power of God that he put in you. The spirit of God has been used to provide for self. You've reasoned his mercy and his grace and his forgiveness. And you've reasoned his, his how he understands the heart and the soul. And, you've re- and all the spirit of God that's been given to you in scripture and reasoning and understanding has all been used for one grand purpose and desire to minister to you. For self. So yeah, that's why you fat. And you looking at me like, Pastor, everybody can't run like you. I know that's why I'm training you to run like me that's what Paul says to Timothy I'm training you to run like me why we got to run like you I don't know maybe you want to ask God see what happened to his sister and when they decided to ask God about that why me well it wasn't gonna be you we know that much you ain't gonna be the standard how you know Cause you don't even like our standard. (laughs) So we're never gonna be you. Hello, somebody. Ah, anyway, amen. Let's talk about sin. <laughs> I can't see stepfather's full face, but I could just see his eyes. He said, right, let's, talk, let's talk about sin. <laughs> That's what his eyes look like, like, bruh, I can't even. I thought he was already on that part. <laughs> That's <laughs> okay. Stefan's eyes said what everybody huffed. <laughs> <laughs> the sin is, of course, what we know that will keep us from all of God or any of God. We're definitely not going to go into heaven with it. But what he says about sin for the believer is unique. Is It's different than a weight. Because a weight could slow you down. But if... Proper measures are taken. It can't stop you. A weight can slow you down, but you can get to heaven with a weight. You wouldn't have ran a great race, but you can make it with a weight. Hmm? A sin? The scriptures say, and lay aside every weight and sin that so easily besets you. And more specifically, let's look at what the sin does. And the sin which so easily ensnares us. Sin does not slow us down. It traps us. Sin doesn't slow us down. It traps us. For believers, when you decide to sin, and that's an oxymoron statement anyway, that a believer would decide to sin, but nevertheless, that's what y'all do. I'm dealing with the reality, not the theology, okay? You are a believer and you decide to sin. It does not slow you down. It traps you. The idea of trapping isn't that it puts up a sign and you get to choose to stop trapping means that as you try to move forward you cannot this means dear beloved that sin that traps us trying to make it look trapped is it looking trapped yet okay entangled okay that the sin that traps us With a weight, I can move, but not in proportion to what's been put in me. So I may run the risk of not enduring. With sin, I am using all my energy and I will never advance y'all don't want to play fair let me help Satan let me help you be free from Satan Satan made you think that you can sin and still move forward in God that you could sin and still somehow be moving along in this race that you could sin and somehow be itching forward no baby what you are doing is moving but ain't going nowhere praying but ain't going nowhere singing but ain't going nowhere reading your Bible but you ain't moving nowhere you are bound and trapped not because you have to be because you chose to be What we are able to do that the cloud of witnesses are cheering about is that we can lay aside the weight and the snare we can do it, we can lay aside what is this is this sin uh-uh. You're to walk the step right on now. Uh-uh, never mind. <laughs> What a, uh-uh, uh-uh, not today no no you ain't gotta wait on no Jesus cuz he already came you ain't gotta wait on no deliverer cuz he already came you ain't gotta sit there like oh god I'm gonna have to die in this you I ain't gotta die in this I get to move forward and the cross stand to their feet and they start cheering run run and you dodging the snare and you dropping off the waist run baby run 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 Saints in the cloud of, and the stadium is like, <gasps> oh, look at that. Sin, sin gets you tangled up. And they be like, see that happened to me one time. That happened to me. That happened to me, I was doing the same thing. I got entanglements. I got entanglement. That happened to me. And they be like, man, my, my hero done, man. I was rooting for St- I was rooting for Stefan, man. He out. He out, he out, man. He got tangled up, man. I happened to meet once you get tangled up, man, you can't get it. And all of a sudden, Stefan do this little number right here. They be like, oh, oh! Oh, he's taking off! Oh! Oh my god! And the crowd goes crazy! They never seen nothing! They're like, we ain't never seen this before! What God done, what God done did in these new folk? What God done did in these new believers?